Welcome to Quartet for Two, a light-hearted classical music podcast pitting composers from across the ages against each other for no other reason than talking about music in a silly and opinionated way. I'm Arthur Keegan. And I'm David Fay. We've got a deck of cards, each card is a different composer, and we'll draw them against each other, deciding on any basis we like who goes through to the next round and ultimately wins the game. We're indebted to Margit van der Zwan, whose card game Quartet inspired this idea. Right, so we Good still game. with the original pack. Yes. To clarify, so we've still got um, Maggie van der Zwan's um, uh, pack of quartet cards, 36 cards, down to 30. Yep. Have and a you'll, you'll look forward to in future having new composers added in with an extension pack. But it's home advantage. Home advantage, yeah. We're at my house uh, and uh, I'm going to go for... <laughs> Olivier Messiaen. Oh, Olivier Messiaen versus. Piotr Tchaikovsky. Oh, Straight away. He's got a big hat on the picture. We know it's going to be Tchaikovsky. Not only because of our own preference towards the music, but I think anyone may. Well, is it a universal thing? I'm always worried that there's a group of hardcore Messianites. You, you're so uh, scared of those Messianites. They terrify me. I wonder who, 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 who you've got in your brain that is... It'll be well, someone after, from university days. That, you get it, get, after kind of 13 years of analysis, you could finally get, get down. I don't mean music analysis. No, therapy. Uh, yeah, to find out yeah, why I'm terrified of Messianites. Why do you hate people who love Messian? <laughs> or why are you so scared of them? Um, it's Tchaikovsky, because in this game, we're perfectly happy to be populist. Yeah, Tchaikovsky's I think... Tchaikovsky's music is absolutely yeah. incredible. It's beautiful. It's, it's terrific. So... Messian's is very exciting, but, you know, Tchaikovsky has reach and delicious tunes. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And more. Oh, that, 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 yeah, that is from that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, great. Okay, so we've got Clara Schumann, one of Dave's faves. Uh... Wow, these are these are um, obviously within our minds. We uh, we inevitably kind of lump them together because they are the most famous female composers of the nineteenth century, and that's very interesting. Because why are they the most famous women composers of the nineteenth century? Because one of them was married to a male composer, and one of them was the sister of a male composer. It shows that part of that is exposure. Part of that is having yeah. recordings available, having yeah, scores yeah, yeah, available, yeah, yeah. knowing their biography, having it as part of the musical history. Yeah, but unfortunately, I, I do think quite a lot of that is people kind of would see them as extensions of the men who have their mm. surnames. But this is a, it's a, it's a close one, this one. Now. Well, I've got an instinct. Mm. Um, um, yeah, OK, well, uh, musically... We probably don't know as much music as we as we ought to. Um, for me, you know, I'm I'm swinging one way, and that. Um, oh, but now I've just swung the other. Shall I? T- <laughs> shall I talk, talk you through my, my yeah. thought process? Uh, you, I, do I've, you want to go first? Well, I, I, I think Fanny Mendelssohn. Right. Okay. Um, I do probably know more Fanny Mendelssohn. It just sticks out as being more beautiful to me. I mean, in in some ways, it's they're quite it's quite a similar 
uh, rep. They're both romantic periods. Well, well, that that is the problem, isn't it, for for us within this particular round? Is that yeah. you know that they are. Uh, Fanny Manderson died a lot younger, and so. Um, but then I think probably Clara Schumann was writing most of her music when she was kind of younger too. I'll have to fact check that one. Might yeah. be hearing from me about that in the next episode. <laughs> um, it's a learning experience. Interesting. Yeah, cause Fanny Manson died when she was very young. How old? How, how young? Um, I don't know exactly, but... Ballpark. Um, Felix Mendelssohn, his string quartet number six in F minor, mm-hmm. was like this outpouring of grief towards the death... About, you know, because he wrote it just after the death of his sister. And they were very, very close. And it's, yeah. it's really, really moving. And um, that's the most beautifully devastating um, slow movement in it uh, is one of my most kind of moving pieces of music and um, Felix Mendelssohn died really young as well he actually died just a couple of years later he was early 40s? no no he was in his 30s as well really? yeah I think he might have been younger than Mozart when when he died, I don't know that again for sure. And, That's and so insane because he was so a, big in his day. We don't we don't Google when we're on air, by we the way. So, so you know, we take we take all of our uh, shortcomings on the chin. Yeah, we have to be we have to be comfortable with being ignorant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, um, so, so you need to add that to the playlist, by the way. So Fanny has um, yeah, good good point. Fanny has that aspect kind of in her favour is a bit of a weird way of putting it considering the, what we're talking about but you know but then Clara you know Clara was the most extraordinary pianist she was a she was a child prodigy mm. and she um, kind of travelled all over Europe when she was a child performing concerti and mm. some of her own music as well I think maybe when she was a little bit older but um she was an absolutely extraordinary pianist, and her her father might have taught Schumann, Robert Schumann. Right. Their story is a, is a very well. The biography is very complicated. Doesn't Wagner get involved at some point later on down the line? Brahms. Oh, Brahms. Yeah, Brahms. Brahms. So Brahms, um, Brahms and Clara Schumann were very, very close friends, and people have speculated that Brahms was in love with Clara, and uh, Brahms and uh, Brahms and Schumann were. Robert, Robert Schumann were, were really close friends as yeah, well. And, yeah. and Brahms and Clara sort of supported each other a lot when Robert was um, kind of institutionalised yeah. with, his, with his mental ill health and eventually died. Well, I mean, but Brahms lives a very long life. Did Clara outlive Robert by a long way? Uh, yeah, I think Robert died in his mid-50s. Um, oh, right. And Clara was around quite a bit after that. So, okay. um and there's people, people have speculated that Brahms mm. wrote a lot of music for her, as well as obviously um, Robert Schumann wrote loads of music for, for Clara as well. Um, a particularly wonderful one was a collection, a song collection called Mirthen, which he wrote as a, as a, um, as a wedding gift to her. Very and nice. It's a beautiful, it's a, it's a kind of a mixed song cycle. So a female voice and a, and a male voice sing the songs in the different. Very nice. And the, the, the most famous song, I think, is Feet Mother. Oh. Well, I, I think that, that one. Tune. Yeah, yeah. I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm qualifying all my uh, all my <laughs> statements of knowledge. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, worry. back to but, Clara but their, yeah, and, and their music. I mean, is anything better than Fanny Mendelssohn's quartet? Well, I do think that's the best piece of music by either of them. Um, 
Which is, that's the bit that we just heard, you know. The, oh, yeah, that's the clip. This one. It's um, really good. Yeah, it's really great. It's really, really great. But then every time I hear Clara Schumann's piano trio, I, I think. Mm. And she wrote a pretty good piano concerto as well. Um, that's not done very often, I don't Yeah, no, not, not really. But mm. n- neither of their music is particularly mm. done very often either, so... Uh, oh, this is a tough one, man. So, are you, have I done anything to convince you that Clara should? Well, uh, th- thinking about it, it's the it's the piano trio. I mean, really, for me, of the music I actually know, it's the piano trio versus the quartet, and that that's a dying indictment on me. But that's well, what I've got those to go are, on. yeah, those are the kind of those are the ones that we've shared. Yeah, aren't they? Um, you'll notice I get a lot of my listening through Dave. <laughs> well, that's um, all right. I'm doing a lot of listening for my job. So. <laughs> but the quartet is just utterly brilliant. To me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why. But I've got a small pool to go on. Well, you know, I do love, I do love the Mendelssohns, uh, and I think we might. You know what? I think this is more kind of politically charged than it would be <laughs> if it were. Two men versus each other. Oh yeah! If we go on their appearance, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Which Mendelssohn's got this a, amazing a, a abstract kind She's of. She's got kind of grapes piece. coming out of her hair. It's, it's like it's crazy. like vines and grapes, and she yeah, she looks, looks amazing. Clara looks a little bit more. Um, well, she looks quite sad. Yeah, it, more like she's kind of world weary after her experiences <laughs> of Robert, um, which. Yeah, it's, it's quite moving in itself, but it's such a tough well, one. I mean, if I'm doing it based on the quartet, you're welcome to do it on the picture. Let's put Fanny Mendelssohn through. We need to do it. The Fanny Mendelssohn goes through with apologies toughy. to Clara Schumann. Really tough. Very, very uh, interesting conversation. And annoyingly, I'm going to say this a lot, one we've never had before. Yeah, <laughs> you, do, you do say it a lot. <laughs> what always amazes me, it's like chess. How can every yeah, game be different? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, that's quartet. Yeah. <laughs> For two. Yeah. Uh, Here's hey, you. Oh, another romantic. Frederic Chopin. And... Oh, Jan Sibelius. I'm going to take Sibelius. <laughs> Absolutely, Sibelius. Oh, I did listen to some Japan when I was doing some work this oh, yeah. week, as yeah, you yeah. suggested. Yeah. Last week, and I had to turn it off because it's too. Um, the dynamic range is too high. Bam, I was getting distracted. Bam, 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 even so, you know, you, you'd even said just put on the impromptu the, the nocturnes, and I, I put on the nocturnes, and obviously I know them, and they're they're yeah, great yeah, and fine, yeah. but they're not um, background music. Bong. <laughs> Bong. <laughs> Uh, Whereas Sibelius is definitely background. No, 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 no. that's not what we're judging them on. Well, and I just bought um, four CDs of Sibelius. Oh, you bought the the Klaus Mackler? It's on its way to me. Fantastic. A large part of that is um, Nettie, who is obsessed with the Seventh Symphony. So that's your lady friend? That's my partner, yeah. Yeah, Uh, And she is obsessed. (laughs) My bit on the uh, the old bit of skirt. Um, So she's obsessed with the Sibelius 7 at the minute, which is good because I... Absolutely. You are, you've been obsessed with that piece um, for a long time. Yeah, very long time. So I thought I'd get a different recording. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Nettie is not necessarily someone who's grown up with classical music. No, she doesn't listen. No, she's not uh, part of that world at all, really. Uh, so how did she get into Sibelius 7? 
I gave her a CD to put on in the car. <laughs> yes, great. And so, so she said it on in the car. Yeah, so she used to uh, listen to Radio 4 loads, and then we got uh, upset with that, made us unhappy. So she listened to Radio 3. <laughs> you know, we get a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and the journey to uh, work is about 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I think I just left a CD in the car. I can't remember what it was. It was Mendelssohn, uh, Hebrides, and oh, Fourth yeah. Symphony, I think. Oh, da, 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 da. oh, the Fourth Symphony. Great. Yeah, the Fourth oh. Symphony is amazing. Mendelssohn's not in this pack, is he? No. Felix Mendelssohn. Yeah, Felix like. Mendelssohn. Um, and then, so she enjoyed that for a while. So she's been listening to that. So after a month, I was like, well, I'll put a new CD in the car if you want. And I chose Sibelius 7. Uh, and I've tried things post then. I put in Brahms and Mozart clarinet quintets, and she oh, enjoyed them. Yeah. But every time I get back in the car, it's back to the middle of seven. Yeah, good stuff. 20 minute piece. Yes, how we like them. Right then, let's see who we've got. We've got Hildegard von Bingen. (laughs) Great picture. Really good picture. Really, really amazing human being. Da, 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 da. It is Ludwig. He beats Hildegard. <laughs> That's he no does good. beat Hildegard. Sorry, Hildegard. Oh, Hildegard had such a good run last week. Oh, the romantics are coming out. They're all they're all out, aren't they? But, yeah, they are yeah, actually. Beethoven yeah. looking very kind of smug with himself. I think he looks very happy. Yeah, he's a fart smeller. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the smell of his own farts. Oh, um, good. Good goodness, yeah. yeah he's quite a difficult guy, I think. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll save that, save those anecdotes for the next go. Let's. Uh, it's you. It's me. Sergei Rachmaninov. Ah, not Sergei. Benjamin Britten. We're going to have a fight here. Interesting one, yeah. We're going to have a fight. We've got, we got Mr. Mr. Benjamin over here. Not not George. Uh, so uh, tell me what Rachmaninoff... Uh, <laughs> tell me what Rachmaninoff's doing in the world of staged music. Uh, he didn't write any operas or ballets. Excellent. He, I feel like I'm winning here. Uh, <laughs> so I guess his, his, um, his kind of reputation... Rests with his three symphonies and his um, piano concertos, four of them. There's that big. Um, oh, no, sorry. Ignore me. Um, the the uh, All Night Vigil. Mm. So Ramanov was uh, quite into Orthodox. Yeah, he was, he was Orthodox Russian and very influenced by the kind of chant of Orthodox Russian, and that, that All Night Vigil is. Really, really amazing. <laughs> really stunningly, stunningly good. And then quite a lot of piano music, which I don't really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's. So that's I, I feel like Britain. We can probably agree that Britain kicks his ass on chamber music. Uh, yeah, I don't think there is any Rachman of chamber music. To, oh no, there are some. There is. There are a couple of trios. Right. Trio Elegiac, and there's the obviously the ubiquitous vocalese. Yeah. Which That's I the... absolutely hate. This is the most <laughs> overplayed auditioners piece of music across the land are on your side. But um, 
Britain's got so much chamber music and it's all, I think, great. It's not to everyone's taste, but there's lots of it and it's a body of work. Um, How many times are you going to say body of work? Oh, at least 50. <laughs> yeah, good, good. We need to say it for each composer. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So this is a good one. And then, this is an uh, I, do, I think ben, Benjamin Britten absolutely destroys Matt Rachmaninoff because... Matt Rachmaninoff. Matt Rachmaninoff. Yeah, like Matt Rachmaninoff. So you've got all the opera stuff which uh, Rachmaninoff isn't touching. And then, okay, you go to big orchestral works and it's like, you go, oh yeah, Prokofiev's got this and this, this and this. It's not Prokofiev. Oh God, what's wrong with me? Rachmaninoff. And then you go, Britain. Oh yeah, War Requiem, fine. Yeah, good point about War Requiem. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love the change in the face. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, good point about War, War Requiem. I was thinking about, you know, the kind of symphonic output and like... Britain Violin Concerto? I'm, I don't know it at all. I don't know it at all. He didn't write any symphonies. Mm-mm. He wrote big pieces like, you know, like St Nicholas. Yeah, I don't know and, that, You know, that kind of music that, uh, it's just not, you know, you, maybe but, good to see live. But this, this is Noyes where... Noise Flood. Yeah. 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 But he the, wrote a lot of music, didn't he? He really did. But this this is where, so the only argument right when enough, I think, has got that you'd argue for song as well they both wrote songs yeah so Rachmaninoff did write yeah quite a bit of song but I'd argue Britain's probably oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah certainly from an English audience like a, a specifically English not even mm, British don't mention the the audience word too much with Rachmaninoff otherwise otherwise he's going to kick uh, well, I suppose because let's be honest but that, I mean, that, 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 that is what we would be it's the weight. It's the weight. The relative weight of the second piano concerto, the second symphony. And yeah, but it's the, like so many massive operas that are still done loads. It's a huge part of the opera canon, Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all I across guess, the world, I guess not. Not everyone is that fussed about opera. Well, no, but it, it's like it's, <laughs> it, it's a whole. I mean, the one thing I will say that goes against Britain is that in the picture he's got a silly uh, shell for a tie. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? I mean, it, it links like him some... to Alderbrand. It is. Oh, oh, right. You don't think it is just a picture of a tie that? Oh, oh, maybe it is. <laughs> I just totally. No, assumed. look, man. I'm happy. You've made a convincing. You, I've I've stuck my neck out quite um, heavily there. And I look. I I think Rachmaninoff's second piano concerto is like one of the most amazing yeah. pieces of music ever written, and. Yeah, but I think the way in which you have approached counteracting that popularity with the fact that Britain's written all of that music that very few people actually want to listen to. <laughs> You'll not turn this into a Pyrrhic victory. I, I don't know why I chose that hill to die on, but I really wanted no, Britain to get through on that one. I do. You love Arthur Benjamin. <laughs> right then. Um, good work. So Benjamin Britten goes through beating Rachmaninoff again. Say it, say it very frequently, but this, that would go differently another, another time. <laughs> it would, yeah. I don't know what came over me there. I really. You just, <laughs> I, I think you just you laid it out. Yeah. You laid it out nicely, man. Yeah. Good. And I do remember good. listening to Britain's string quartet mm. in your room in Bristol late at night. Some people put on kind of. <laughs> I wasn't trying to seduce you with with Britain's quartet. Yeah, it's not normally. Right then, next card. New card. Antonio Vivaldi. Right. One thing I should say. Just sorry, sorry, listeners. But one thing I should say. Yeah, don't don't slap your slap your thighs quite so much. I mean, you do remind me a lot of Errol Flynn. (laughs) 
but um, but try not to because you know when I was editing Producer's this, this one, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like vertical line. Well, let me try this. <laughs> the excitement. Antonio Vivaldi. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Versus. Elizabeth Lutyens. Uh, okay, so yeah, Lutyens. We talked a bit about Lutyens last time. We uh, did, and um, I read up a bit more about her. And yeah, she was. Um, she had a very, very. Let's just call it an interesting life. She got quite. She had mental illness problems, mm. mental health problems, and really bad alcoholism. She also. Really, 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 really hated the music of what she she coined the term the Cowpat School for composers that I really, really like. <laughs> so um, I'm giving her giving her points for kind of badassness on that front. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyway, uh, she loses to Vivaldi. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my turn. Dmitry Shostakovich. Now, I was doing a lot of legwork for Marla last week. You were. And I'm I won't be doing it this week. All of that was for nothing <laughs> then, and it's for nothing now because we've, um, yeah, our Bond villain, or perhaps Bond in disguise. It's interesting. I wonder if there'd be some people. Telling us off about so easily putting Shostakovich through over Marla. I'm sure there would be many, but the problem with this game is it's down to us. Quarter for two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe when, maybe in later later episodes of the pod, we'll get some people on and they can arbitrate and in tell us ground. what dickheads we are. <laughs> we need it anyway. Ethel Smythe. Ethel Smythe. Julia Perry, someone uh, who in the last episode we confessed to not having listened to her music, and we've done a little bit of homework and yes. listened to some of her music. So there's not a huge amount available on uh, the, the streaming service that everyone uses. <laughs> uh, in fact, I only found three pieces, mm-hmm. which is not great. There's a little piano piece uh, called Prelude. Uh, there's this small piece for orchestra which is the the wonderfully titled short piece for orchestra <laughs> i enjoyed the title of that short piece for it orchestra. promised a lot it and was, it delivered yeah it delivered i uh, enjoyed that piece yeah and uh the star that matter now i didn't hear that i did you, listen to you, it you listened to it but you preferred the short piece for orchestra i really enjoyed the short piece for orchestra and um the star at matter it's partly the form maybe that i just didn't get on with that well um so it's soprano, soloist, and orchestra, isn't it? Yeah, I was, there's I was a, reading about it. Yeah, um, and you know, sometimes when the I think baritone has a go towards the end. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a bit. Um, it didn't grab you. Yeah, um, she wrote twelve. She's in the symphonies category. Yeah, she wrote twelve symphonies, none of and which none have been of them recorded. recorded. Yet, yeah. Havagal Brian has four thousand recordings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that as well. Good God, that's that's one that's one recording of each of his symphonies. <laughs> Um, we need more we need more data to be able to judge her music and so uh, I read a little bit about about her the the Ethel Smythe thing that we that we talked about 
before about her being strapped to a tree <laughs> and uh, taking the parts of the wreckers. And uh, I think that there's the other thing about Smythe that I didn't really uh, know until last week, really uh, properly, how much of an influence within the suffragette movement and especially that that song that yeah, um, became an anthem yeah, yeah became yeah. an anthem for the suffragettes yeah. which in some way makes her such an influential composer in, yeah in yeah that's a really good point and actually um should we get our, should we get another anecdote about her out or should we save it no do it she I'll went to it. prison um, she oh, went yeah. to Holloway Prison for throwing a stone through a politician's window they were all there was like a co- coordinated action and then she, when she was in prison, Holloway Prison, I used to live just up from there actually. Yeah. She was she like conducted the march of the women with her toothbrush through the bars of her cell. It's such a good story. I love man. that story. I think. I, mean, I she, hope this isn't too she flippant. Goes through, but yeah, yeah I, I um, think she goes through. That story is. We do really... know more of her music as yeah. well uh, than, than Julia Perry. So, yeah. uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing more based on uh, short piece for orchestra. I want to yeah. hear the symphonies. Yeah, yeah. But who well, knows when I'll have a chance? Yeah. yeah good point. Yeah. Well, when this podcast goes global... Yeah, that's we'll, right. Uh, we'll we'll have to... some sway. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think it's you. I believe we were. Igor Stravinsky. Igor Stravinsky, marvellous. Versus John Murray. I'm so glad that he didn't write the dang little bang bang. <laughs> Although that would be good too. Yeah. 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 And I found that out when I was sorting out the clips. I was like, oh, I'll put the James Bond theme tune in. No, he didn't write it. He only it's, arranged it. Yeah, it's weirdly one of the things Monty I know from Norman like Celebrity like. Mastermind or something. Oh, yeah. Some <laughs> specialist topic is... I was like, oh, that wasn't John Barry. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But he did write Goldfinger. Um, it's fine to say that Stravinsky goes through without much of a oh, issue here. It'd be... It'd be a travesty where any other <laughs> opinions even hinted at. Right. Oh, big boy, finally. Versus Cassia. Well, we found out some bits about you, Cassia, but you still lose to Mozart. Yeah, nothing else to say, really. I mean, I feel sad because it's the first time I've seen Cassia Cup. I've not gone well. And we've listened to some of her music. That's what I mean. I've, <laughs> first time I've got, I've got anything to go on. But, unluckily, she and it's beautiful. Mozart. It is beautiful. Yeah. And important. Mm. Uh, it's you. Bird in bird. Versus. Richard Wagner. Oh, I love William Bird. I really love him. But he can't beat Wagner. Beat Wagner. For me, it's got to be Wagner. I I keep thinking that your your current work with Bird is going to... 
beat uh, beat Wagner. That reminds me of um, uh, just before um, COVID. So in February 2020, Radio 3's digital producer Christina Kenny came up with an amazing idea, which was people did a run, mm-hmm. uh, it was five k run or something, right? Um, called Beat Bait. Beat Beethoven. Oh, I remember this yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's such a cool thing. It's it really, almost really, made me want to do it. Really, really cool. God, yeah. I mean, Even me. Yeah. I hate running. Um, Not built for. And uh, and yeah, Beat Beethoven. So the, the, how what was the mechanic? How did it work? BBC Film on it made a recording of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Yeah. Which you might know. It's this one. <laughs> ba 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 ba. <laughs> yeah. And, I feel um, like I've got the upbeat there. Yeah, oh, do you? Do you? <laughs> um, so you had to run round the course, which was I think five k, before the end of the symphony. So cool. Um, which is which is cool. Um, but then beat Wagner, <laughs> uh, it would be slightly less of a challenge. Yeah, or it'd be five hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the pretenders. Well, 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 who are the pretenders? Proclaimers. Yeah. The pretenders of back in the day. I told you I was gonna be this way. That's the Rembrandt. Oh no. <laughs> Honestly, I need a pop music for yeah. podcast. What are we doing with this stuff? Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, Richard Wagner wins this, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, he does, he does. But I do like the idea of Beat Wagner. Beat Wagner. See if you can walk on your hands for five kilometres before the end of Tristan. Oh god. I can't think of anything worse. Well, uh, which is worse, walking on your hands for five kilometres or sitting through Tristan? Yeah, well, I don't, yeah, I really like Wagner and I've enjoyed working through it, but I don't think I'm going to listen to The Ring Cycle again. Oh, what? The Ring Cycle's the good one. Well, I mean, so... It, I love The Ring Cycle. I, I know, I know. Love. This is why I'm, I'm cautious about talking about this. Um, in lockdown, we Opera North we were amazing. They put uh, the production of the whole Ring Cycle up and it's a really good production and it sounds amazing uh and oh we, yeah it was really critically acclaimed yeah it was a it was a brilliant production and done interestingly and you know ex- excitingly and it was brilliant and i really enjoyed it but it's just setting off on a journey you know even just one of them is three and a half hours yeah and one of them the first one isn't even an opera yeah it's the prelude. Yeah, you know? the, uh, uh, there's a, it's an odd approach to opera as well because it's just getting through so much narrative. The thing is, yeah, and, and it doesn't like we were talking last week about Handel operas and how long they were, <laughs> but it's because they're like every single aria is like a da capo aria. Mm, yeah, so yeah. that means you have the A section, then you have a B section, then you have an A section again. I remember as a kid, like as a, t- I think I went to see the. Um, John Passion or something as a 13 year old or something like that and I was like why are they singing this bit again they've just sung it and then they sang something else and now they're singing it again but no with Wagner verse chorus verse baby none of that kind of cyclical repetitive I mean it shows how revolutionary it is it's taking the form apart and doing it really differently the only thing you have is the light motifs coming through And, and, it, I, and that is amazing. It's I'm great. I'm a real like train spotter with the light into this man. I like there it. it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's Logie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something to do with the sword. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I was in tune at the end. Um, <laughs> the, at the end. <laughs> it's, it's just the wading through so much kind of narrative and especially when you're not it'll be different live but when you're not totally immersed in it you know it's very sort of Lord of the Ringsy 
Oh, I know, I like that too. Yeah. Yeah, you're not a fan of that. Anyway, no. you Sorry. pulled out your next card. Giacomo Puccini. Giacomo. Ennio Morricone. Well, you know, starting off the cinematic kind of mm. style uh, versus some music for films. <laughs> He's got an amazing clip. Yeah, clip. it's good, isn't it? But okay. so does Puccini. Uh, Puccini's and also, we can always fall back on Italia 90. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. J.S. Oh, Bach! Big boy! Oh, Dave's going to be so upset. No, this is Anton and Dvorak. I'm upset with, with Bach winning. Never no, but upset. you... Give, give it no, sorry. But you don't uh, want to see Dvorak out in the first round. Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not sad for anyone who loses to Bach because they're <laughs> just up against the best player in the game. So, Bach was not one of the characters that was removed, so he will win the game. Yeah, so far we've had Mozart, Bach and Beethoven. Yeah, great. <laughs> not taken out. When's Papa coming out? <laughs> Ashby, harpist, jazz, as we all know. Jazz harpist, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are two of them in the pack. Versus Ruth Crawford Seeger. Well, this, this ties in a little bit to some homework as well. Yeah. Uh, I listened to Ruth Crawford Seeger's quartet this week. Yeah, yeah, so did I. Uh, um, so did I. Uh, it's It's... She, she, so she, she's in the modernist category. Mm-hmm. Dorothy Aspie's in the jazz category, which in itself is a little bit of a disadvantage, I would say, just because you don't like jazz. That's true. Although, what did I listen to that wasn't on it? That's Louise Farrell. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> We're not taking that out, by the way. That is, <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. I did it too quietly. What I just did I do? Trying what to remember what happened to me What yesterday. was another piece of music written by a woman? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I did some research. Written by someone in the start well. of the 19th century. Uh, versus a jazz... Someone who's, uh, who's in the jazz category. I mean, yeah. It did not sound like jazz. No, it no, didn't. No, so just, I'll do, uh, that's enough, it really. sounds like the kind of thing jazz people do. Nonettes, you know... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> so you weren't listening, you just looked at the word. Um, <laughs> so Ruth Corfatiga, tell me about her quartet. Well, OK, so I actually really liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, as often with this kind of music, which is quite uh, dense. And just, yeah, just to say, actually, it, you, you said the word actually there, just because it's difficult music, isn't it? Well, yeah, so it, it is quite dense and... and Often on first listen with music like that, the slow movements are the thing you can grab hold of mm. best. And actually, I thought the slow movement was amazing. Really mm. enjoyed it. Mm. Um, the other movements I'll need a bit more of a listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd agree. I also listened in the slow movement. The thing about the slow movement that she does, I think she uses dynamics in a really kind of almost revolutionary way in the slow movement. Well, it's like contrapuntal use of dynamics. That's what I was reading um, yeah. when I was reading up on Ruth Crawford Seeger because and she by the way she is Peggy Seeger's 
ma'am. This was a speculation um, that came up, but they yeah, were right. Yeah, yeah I was correct. And that she was quite involved in... Ruth Crawford's here was quite involved in kind of collecting folk songs and stuff with Alan Lomax and, uh, oh, and really? folk song stuff. So, yeah, ah, that, right. so that piece that we've heard of hers, that's called Rissleti Rosselty, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's kind of an orchestral fantasy based on a on, a, on an American folk song. Well, so it's, it's curious really how interesting well, kind of... And what a different language that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, exactly than, than, exactly. than the quartet. And, and other bits of music I've heard of hers over the years, the clip that we've used from... Oh God, what's the name of it? Higgledy Piggledy? Rizzlety Rosselty. Yeah, it's a really different language. And I didn't know any of that stuff about the, the folk music collection. And that's, no, that's no, that, that was very interesting. I think she's going through. Yeah. I think Ruth Crawford Seeger has this one. Um, given her quartet. Perhaps See, this is good. I'm, I know it's yeah, dipping toe in water, already, but I'm starting to know some music already that I wouldn't we've have. discovered some music, and that's part of the point of this podcast. Totally is. Because no one's going to listen to it. So we might as well listen <laughs> yeah, exactly. to music. Yeah. No, it's, uh, but seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. Charlie Parker versus George Gershwin. <laughs> oh, oh, this is a tricky one. This is. A real tricky one. We had a big chat about George Gershwin, <laughs> whether he was jazzy enough. Um, and I feel like there were there, there are kind of racial mm-hmm. undertones to all of the discourse around jazz. And that's it, it, in some way understandable because it is kind of primarily a, a black art form. Yeah. And it's kind of, uh, I feel like maybe I'm not making myself particularly popular by saying that. But I do sort of fundamentally believe that. And they are in the jazz category. However, I would say that Gershwin... I do just prefer his music to Charlie Parker because yeah. I don't like bebop. I find it... It's not my kind of jazz, let's just put it yeah. that way. And I do I do like jazz. I, I do, And you made some kind of compelling arguments around Gershwin. Sorry, there's the bongs again. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my, my, the, the case for Gershwin sort of sits slightly outside of the jazz thing. The jazz category, which is... So I guess here we think about how much are we kind of reading the categories into mm. the, um, the relationship with the categories. Yeah, I think the, that I don't think so. Madness lies, yeah. Can. I mean, and it's a shame to lose jazz again, but... Gershwin takes it. Yeah, I think that's right. So right, we finished. Okay. That's the end of that's the round. That's the end of round one. Um, so who has gone through? I've got... Gershwin. Bach. Puccini. Crawford Seeger. Wagner. Stravinsky. Mozart. Beethoven. Smythe. Fanny Mendelssohn. Shostakovich. You've got some more. Oh, Tchaikovsky. Uh, Sibelius. Britain. Vivaldi. You put in the work for Britain. Well mm-hmm. done. Good stuff. Right, well, look at, look at that. That's Just good. Just one symphonist through. Wow. Would you like a bit? Uh, yeah, there's some there. We hope you're enjoying Quartet for Two, the podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can buy Margit van der Zwan's brilliant card game Quartet by clicking in the link in the episode description. Back to the game. Right then, exciting. Right, okay, come on then. Um, so, we might have a buy in this round. We might have a buy in this buy round. Buy or die. Buy or die. Do you want to get a coin? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I've got one. I mean, I don't have a coin. Oh no, I've got a shopping trolley coin. That'll do. Has it got so, a It's not going to be heads or tails, it's going to be uh, shopping trolley or sa- nasult. The teachers' union. Oh, good. Interesting. 
Great. Um, so, we've got a bye or a die. Are we doing it at the start or at the end? The start. Yeah, let's do it at the start, then we know. Okay, so... Okay, so, uh, shopping trolley is... Bye. Bye. Obviously. Of course. And that's <laughs> out is the uh, die. Damn. Okay, here we go. It is a buy shopping trolley. Shopping so trolley. So they're through already. Who is it going to be? Volkan. Oh, he didn't need it. He didn't need it, but he's got an easy run through to the through to the next round. Well done, Wolfie. Okay, here we are then. Uh, home disadvantage, second round. Okay, here we go. Away Let's Ethel Smythe. Ethel Smythe versus... Ludwig van Beethoven. Beethoven takes it. I don't care how many toothbrushes you use. <laughs> it's your turn. Puccini. This is Tchaikovsky. I feel like this is easy. It's Tchaikovsky. Yeah, it is. It is uh, because of the variety and also um, <gasps> and even the quality. Well, well, I, I yeah. think I do, yeah, maybe you don't. For, for a guy who chats a lot about Britain's operas, <laughs> you, 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 don't, you do Puccini down a lot. But his yeah. operas are the best. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Last week I was saying uh, it's only six operas. Only. Well, it's 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 thirteen and seven of. Really, 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 really done loads. Oh, can I guess I which ones? Okay, yeah, pop okay. quiz, side quiz. What are the seven that are the most done? Tosca, Turin Dot, Madame Butterfly, Girl of the Golden West. Oh no, that's John Adams, isn't it? I don't remember. La Falchula del West. Or was no, that was maybe one of them. Not one, not one done. Okay, so I've got three: Tosca, Turin Dot, Madame Butterfly, uh, La Boheme. Um. Man on Let's Go and um, Gianni Skiki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that in uh, Glasgow with students doing it. It was absolutely oh, brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Really, really good. Well, that's because this music is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's really I funny. If I can get the other. So that's six. Seven yeah. with La Fanchula del West. Um, uh, no, I can't. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting. I'll. Um, Seven, seven out of 13 ain't bad, as yeah, the saying it'll be, it'll be fun to see what they are. But, uh, but Tchaikovsky you're, you're right, I do him down too much, but Tchaikovsky wins. Yeah. You just hate his hat. <laughs> I do hate his hat. Yeah. Uh, me. Ruth, Ruth Crawford Seeger. This is J.S. Bach. Well, there we are. Goodbye, Ruth. J.S. Bach, the Barkinator. George Gershwin versus Dmitry Shostakovich. Easy win for Shostakovich for me. Most certainly. Fanny Mendelssohn. Fanny Mendelssohn versus Benjamin Britten. <laughs> Benjamin Britten for me. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Jonna. Vivaldi. And... Richard Wagner. Oh, my God. I feel like... Um, I mean, I, I've got a side, but this is tough for you. These are two people that mean a lot to you in different ways. Here's a question. Mm, both in the opposite. Which of them <laughs> changed the course of music history more? <laughs> changed the course of music history? I mean, it's hard because they both change it a lot. I think more obviously Wagner did. Yeah, it. yeah. And, but it, also because that's more contemporaneous. I think if you're around closer to Vivaldi, you're probably going, bleed neck, what's going on with all this stuff then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um, but, oh, like... It's hard to imagine oneself in that. Wagner's in that got a word in the dictionary. Like, we, we use Wagnerian as a description of something enormous and ridiculous. <laughs> Not ridiculous, but, you know, Vivaldi doesn't have There's that. a penis joke coming up there, isn't there? Enormous and ridiculous. <laughs> I think you just made it. Uh, I, did. I made it in a quite a mature way. It's interesting. I, I, in answer to your question, Wagner. Wagner, yeah. Uh, Vivaldi was so much more variety of. Well, he did just write violin concertos <laughs> and bassoon concertos. And you always got those bloody bassoon concertos. I love the bassoon concertos. Only time really listen. Good. They're really good. You'd love them. No, he wrote loads of operas. That's why he's in the opera category. I don't yeah. know if he wrote sixty. That was something I said in the last week's yeah. podcast. Nice guy, dickhead. Yeah, that has to come into uh, it a little bit. But yeah, um, I think we'll take Wagner this time. Yeah, I yeah. think let's do. I mean, last week it was so Brock heavy, it which was is Brock great. Heavy. But on a tough tie like that. Yeah, and now uh, cards are down. This We've is got... tough. Versus Stravinsky and Sibelius. It's so I mean, interesting, it's... isn't it? Because because you kind of go. This is the. Well, I hope that you guys will agree. That this, is, <laughs> this is what's so interesting about this format of the game. You know, I argued against Stravinsky versus Handel. I think it was. Yeah. And That's now mad, I'm going to now I'm going to argue for Stravinsky versus. It, it, it has to be Stravinsky. I love both of their musics. Stravinsky's just got more within the historical precedence within the canon and also his music wow it's doing more revolutionary stuff wow, yeah Sibelius is doing loads of great things but it's not oh. it's a toughie but it's not and it's hard because I can't do it rationally because I love both of their music yeah loads yeah yeah but I I, I think there's a rationality great. to saying that Igor takes Jean so who's going in the middle uh, we've got to go through we've got our Bai who was Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart we've got Dmitry Shostakovich Ludwig van Beethoven we've got this is crazy we've got Bach we've got Stravinsky we've got Tchaikovsky and we've got Benjamin Britten and Richard Wagner wow it's a huge body of work home <laughs> <laughs> uh, advantage it is oh have we got a have we got a buy? well I've got four cards I've got four cards too yeah well there we go no. Yeah, okay. The maths is so weird on that, I never understand. Okay, let's go. Shostakovich. Plays Mozart. I can't, I can't, even I can't argue against no. that. I mean, no, you can't. No. It's hard though, isn't it? Seeing, seeing Shostakovich go. But he, just, he did Mozart's write some amazing. shit music, didn't he? 
Yeah, but you could say that about some of the impromptu. Imp- oh like- God, you could say Mozart wrote loads of yeah, shit just kind as well. Of- like Klein and Nathan music is pretty shit. It's all right. It's really good. Defi- <laughs> defines an era. But, um, but Mozart goes through. Yeah. Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a similar, it's a similar, it's yeah. a similar whipping, isn't it? I mean, it's a shame. It'd be nice to see those guys against each other, Shostakovich and Swinsky. But Mark goes through. Well, one day, one day. Another big boy, the Ludwig van Beethoven, and he beats Tchaikovsky. Gosh, they're not taking any prisoners, these big boys. And it's you, ready. Talking about big boys. <laughs> no, this is really easy. Wagner wins. Yeah, uh, this is. I was going to say this is going to be a lot harder for me to argue for Britain yeah, against yeah, Wagner. Yeah. Britain is really great. I really kind of. Whenever I hear his music, I think, why don't I like it more than I do? <laughs> yeah. um, right then. Okay. Uh, same disadvantage. Okay, Mozart. Versus... Is it going to be... Fuck you, Mozart. I mean, we never really talk about Bach, but there's we no need really to. We never really talk about Mozart either. No. There's no need to. Beethoven versus Wagner. Who's Beethoven at? He's had no one, is he? Wagner is not necessarily oh. a piss, but but yeah, Beethoven. So the final is Beethoven versus Bach. Mm-hmm. And the third, fourth place playoff is Mozart versus Wagner. And Mozart beats Wagner. Mozart beats Wagner. Bach beats Beethoven. I think that's true. <laughs> You know, and like beat better. Lo and behold, lo and behold, Johann Sebastian Bach has won again. Yeah, Johann Sebastian Bach, Ludwig van Beethoven, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and Richard Wagner. Look, they're all dead white males from <laughs> German, Germany, oh, Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austro German. Yeah, they do like Austro German dead white males. <laughs> well, that's the kind of. We're doing our bit. Yeah, we're doing our bit for the diversification of the canon. No, and but I mean, come on. Johann Bach is the best composer he's ever lived. Yeah, and ev- it's sort of that standing on the shoulders of giants thing. Everyone else's music is so reliant, like in, in this in this idiom. Even it's if it's so not reliant. On even Bach. if it's not. <laughs> even if it's not, it's yeah. just not as good. <laughs> right. Well, um, thanks that for is, playing. That was thanks, fun. Dave. That, that was, was nice. Bala bala boom boom. That was only that was only a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, that was quartet for two. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, nice to see. You. See you nice. Merry Christmas. Happy Easter. Bye bye. Well, thanks very much for listening and making it through to the end of the podcast. Good effort. Do remember that you can buy Margit van der Zwan's brilliant card game quartet by clicking the link in the episode description. And also, if you're so inclined, please do like and subscribe this podcast. Mm-hmm.